Hello, welcome to the Future Proof podcast from the north of England with Sarah Hall and Stephen Waddington. We'll be talking about what's hot and what's not on the internet in marketing, the media and public relations. I'm sat with Sarah Hall. We're not in the north of England today. We're in a studio in East London. It's been a while since we've done a Future Proof podcast. We thought there's a bunch of issues to talk about. Where should we kick off? Let's start with the PRCA census, which has been published this week. The data is incredibly bullish. Yeah, it's looking really good. And it's really positive to see that the PR industry is continuing to grow and that uh, people are reporting, you know, there's plenty of business around. Uh, so the market has been valued at 13 billion by the PRCA. That, this is correlating data from YouGov, from practitioners, PRCA members and um, data from the government, the UK government's Office of National um, Statistics. So the PRCA with YouGov has done some triangulation work and come up with this number. They've also um, published uh, a number that um, we haven't seen before. 83,000 employees in the UK, they reckon, working in public relations. That's significantly up on the figure for... Uh, 2013 which put the number at 62,000 now you know PRCA is is bullish it's the trade association for for public relations in the UK it does a good job at speaking up for for the industry in the UK um I, I was surprised at that number though but I guess it talks to the fact that public relations is pushing out into every area of the business what do you reckon Sarah well I was just about to say that it'd be interesting to interrogate the, the information a little bit further about whether they are whether well, you would term it what pure PR practitioners or people involved more heavily in digital and SEO, whether it encompasses those type of skill sets. Well, so we'll, we'll dig into the data over the next uh, couple of weeks. The Homes Report also published uh, some data a uh, week before last at the Global Alliance Conference in, in Toronto. It's numbers similarly bullish on, on the size and growth um, in the market. It went out to a thousand or so practitioners uh, working around the world. It's just good to see such bullish, positive numbers in a profession that, that you know, uh, in the past hasn't been as, as, as confident. A um, couple of warning signs, though. Um, genders cited the gender pay gaps um, cited as, as an issue. Uh, the, the PRCA cites it as uh, 9,000. Uh, the discrepancy between men and women across the profession in equal jobs, um, similar to similar number to to that that we saw from from the CIPR. CIPR. Yeah, absolutely. So they said between eight to twelve thousand pounds. And I think to be fair, I know that regulations, the legislation is now that coming that um, any organisation of I think it's two hundred fifty employees will have to publish their pay scales until everybody has to be transparent about it we're never going to see that pay gap close unfortunately close. Yeah. i truly believe that so there's a lot to, to dig in there i i highly recommend you go to the prca site and pick up a copy of of that also the the homes report global communication report worth looking at that and the state of pr published by the cipr earlier in the in the year i think that was february or march time 
Um, all three are really, really good signposts um, to the future. The Holmes Report and the, the PRCA particularly bullish. One other comment there as well, um, just looking at Danny Rogers' comment on the report. Danny Rogers, uh, editor of the PR, PR Week. Week. Absolutely. He talks about um, measurement and evaluation and too many of us still using AVEs. I think we've got to remind ourselves that it's not just a tactical role that we're supposed to be delivering strategic services. And if we talk about public relations as a management discipline that that changes that slightly so we need to really keep that in uh, in mind really which very neatly takes us on to uh, a piece of work that was published um at the the world pr forum in toronto took place two weeks ago this is the the annual sorry biannual event takes place every two years run by the the global alliance the global alliance is if you like the worldwide uh, organization for professional associations in public relations it published uh, the third version of um, its global competency framework called the global Bo- uh, body um, of, of knowledge I published a, an analysis of this on on my blog it's just good to see that finally we're having sensible conversations about what it is the services it is that public relations practitioners deliver and we're, we're defining clearly the skills at both a management director management level and also a, 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 a entry or, or tactician well, a level career path there and what's brilliant is that it looks at the business and management skills that you need to have from day one which is something that we've not really done before interestingly i had um, a lunch meeting yesterday with dr john white and he was talking about this being a little bit going back to the future because in in some markets, for example, Canada, um, they have had competency frameworks in place that they've been working to. Um, but obviously, this is a, a very much a first and an evolving project in terms of uh, defining something on a global scale that can be applied and it's very much to be welcomed. Um, so worth checking out. That work is now being taken on by the University of Huddersfield by Professor Anne Gregory and Dr. Joanna Forbes. They've raised some um, funding to to develop practical implementations of, of that of, of the global body of knowledge, and to start mapping it against um, skill area, sorry skill and training areas in each market um, around the world. It's a tremendous piece of work. The team behind that uh, should be congratulated for what they've done because finally we have a a narrative and a language for for what good looks like. And no longer will public relations practitioners be able to define themselves by the the length of time that they've served, which, you know, makes nonsense in a business that is moving so fast. It's great. And it also um, empowers individuals as well. So if you as a practitioner want to move along and, you know, to, to really push your career forward, you can go and look at that and then find courses yourself that, you know, that will help with your training needs. So well worth a look. So we, you, you mentioned there, you, you caught up yesterday with Dr. John White. Um, He uh, is at Henley Business School, independent uh, practitioner. Um, the three of us pitched a um, project, a workshop actually, at, at, for Blegcom. Um, Blegcom's the international research um, conference that takes place over two days um, every July in, in Bled. It's a wonderful, wonderful event. It's a great place to, to, to go and think and talk about uh, the future of our business. Um, so the three of us are going to develop the work I started last year as uh, past president of the CIPR when we were looking at um, how to improve the dialogue 
between academia and and practice in, in public relations at the moment um, the two camps are very very separate whereas there's huge opportunity to learn both from academia for practitioners and from practice for for academia um, so that conversation uh, that workshop's going to be going to uh, look at three different areas uh, media or opportunities for shared uh, for, for shared collaboration um, research uh, and then best practice areas of success where there has been maybe not in public relations but certainly in other areas where there is this 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 relationship that that helps move us forward absolutely so we're looking for contributions towards that so if you have experience of any of those areas we're looking um, for short letters that explain how it's worked for you or you've seen it working in practice and we're asking for those by Friday the 24th of June so um, you can send those in we're we sending them to you uh, yes yeah, so, so I wrote about this on my blog wads.co.uk uh, included links and information about the project and uh, we've already had some fantastic contributions uh, it seems inevitably when you start this discussion uh, people have very very strong opinions uh, and and often um, the solutions are very very straightforward and I kind of left scratching my head why we just don't do a better job at this and, and kind of grow up and get on with it um, we're hoping that ahead of well we are we're, go we're going to do this ahead of the conference we're going to publish these these series of letters um, that, that we're crowdsourcing from, from around the world uh, with practical suggestions. Yeah. Then the workshop will take place where we'll talk about these issues. It's on the afternoon of the second day at Bled. Uh, and then I'm hoping we'll have something interesting that we can publish that will help take us forward. We're only looking for 100 words or so, so if you do have something to share, please do that. Yeah. So you're listening to the Future Proof podcast, uh, usually recorded in the north of England. Um, taking advantage uh, today of the fact that uh, Sarah Hall and her dog are in London uh, and have joined me in a studio in the in the East End. Uh, we're talking about with a general update about what's going on in the in the business of public relations, but also where we're at with the Future Proof project. Um, Sarah, you one of the things you developed when you published the book and developed the community back in 2015 actually it's not that long ago it's only six months or so ago was an initiative with the prca and eco and we created this policy unit we published the first piece of work in march the end of march last year looking at this year sorry looking at the future of the agency you can go and get that from the prca um, website google or, will find it or futureproofingcoms.co.uk so, futureproofingcoms.co.uk uh, <laughs> all the links are there uh, actually we should do this properly and record and put out some show notes and put all the links in that which i will do um but uh the second project is underway uh mm -hmm. focused on mental health tell us about that Yes, so this is, I think, probably the most important project that we're going to do this year. And um, right from the start, when we talked about, you know, people asked us which, which initiatives we were going to be focusing on, when you mentioned mental health, um, so many people came forward very supportive of it or with their own story. So the purpose of this is kind of to identify the issues um, in the PR industry that are causing poor mental health, um, start to look at symptoms so people can start to recognise it either, even, either themselves as an employer and actually start to signpost to um, you know help and advice. Um, how we're doing this is there will be a survey going out via the PRCA and ECO, which we're busy working on at the moment. We're actually still looking for case studies, so whether you're an employer, 
um, who's had to handle issues and would like to share their experience or uh, the struggles that you have with that day to day. Or if you are an individual who has really struggled uh, in one way or another, and I defy anybody to say at some point uh, in the kind of fast paced role that we all have, that they haven't had stress or anxiety or insomnia or depression or whatever that might be. If you do have a story though that you'd like to tell, um, we'd love to hear it. Um, we actually started to um, film a video yesterday with some um, great people who uh, already have, have, have shared their experience. So thank you, Chris Owen, thanks, Paul Sutton. Uh, and thanks to Julie, who's a recruiter, who's also shared her view because as a recruiter, she, she hears an awful lot of um, personal experiences. And we're looking for more. Um, we really believe, and as Chris and Paul both said, as people who, um, you know, manage issues daily, that they that they um, wish that people would talk about their mental health problems a bit like they did if they had a broken leg. Because if we started to approach mental health like a physical condition, it would be much more out in the open, much more transparent, and everybody would, you know, there'd be no shame attached and people would know how to handle the problem uh, as it's occurring or, you know, just to deal with it uh, on an ongoing basis. So um, again, um, if you look on the Future Proof community in, uh, on Facebook, futureproofingcoms.co.uk, but also if you want to get in touch, I'm on 0772-162-704 or sarah at sarahhallconsulting.co.uk. Uh, we'll also put those in, in the show notes. Um, the, the CIPR ran an interesting event. I think it was the Diversity Forum within the CIPR ran a really interesting event where they brought together um, three different people from across the public relations business. Paul Sutton was, was one of them, Paul, an independent practitioner, who is very open about the, the issues he's felt depression. Yeah. With, with mental health, with depression. Um, and we that was a really great conversation that was, that was um, curated by the CIPR that looked at the various issues and what it what the outcome from that was, and I wrote a piece about this for the drum, was um, that simply employers don't know how to handle uh, what is a very sensitive issue. And if they do handle it, they seem to take a very heavy-handed performance management type approach to it, which is probably exactly what you shouldn't do. Yeah, it came through that, came through very, very clearly yesterday as well um, through the case studies uh, that we had. And it's either that they either pay lip service to it and then don't really handle it very well, or, you know, you, you put on a review and probably out the door before too long. And that's exactly what we need to address, really. Um, so, so there's those case studies you're creating videos of. Uh, the PRCA did some benchmarking, didn't they, a, a year or so ago around this issue. That's going to be um, repeated. When's this going to be delivered? We're looking, it's going to be at least six to eight weeks away because we've still got to do the survey yet and we still need to identify um, some case studies and um, exactly uh, where we're signposting to. But uh, I'd like to think that within the next two months for sure. Um, Future Proof... Two is also on the cards, the second version of the book. Where Absolutely. are you at with that? Absolutely. Still um, finalising the spec. Had a great meeting today with the International Coach Federation, um, the lady who runs the UK chapter. And um, really excited because I'm hoping we can um, use some of their knowledge because they. one of my big things is that... Um, we need more strong leadership and better leadership skills in public relations. And I get really concerned sometimes when the industry bodies, I, I totally understand that people can very much benefit from a mentor, but when it's not a formalized scheme or you're not using an accredited coach, I think it's a very dangerous thing because if you have someone who, just because they've had so many years of experience are saying that they can offer you experience and help you grow your business or you know develop you in whichever way, 
I, I think it's very risky. And so it's, it's quite fascinating to have met with this international organization who have accredited coaches and um, that's something I'm certainly going to explore. But um, certainly we'll be picking up on the Future Proof project at PR Fest next week in Edinburgh, speaking uh, on where we are with that. And um, I'll be doing a call out for contributions. It will be very shortly because I've been saying that for a little while. <laughs> what, so what sort of stuff are you looking to talk about? And so, so the, 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 the first version of the book was really well received. Um, it, it seemed very complete in, in how it was produced and, and put together. I did read every single essay. Um, so I wrote the forward for it. I'll test you later. <laughs> uh, where'd you go next with that? So like I say, I think a lot of it is back down to um, picking up the key themes. So competencies, um, leadership, I think is really important. Um, some of the key themes, including diversity, um, keeping um, the, the industry accessible. And that's not just for black and ethnic minority groups, but for different socioeconomic groups as well, because mm. we're seeing that that kind of the, that uh, pathway in close um, so we'll be looking at some of those things but other things in terms of um, I think crowdsourcing and, and when you're fundraising those kind of campaigns I quite like to look at that kind of thing I mean we saw Pam um, do a great job the other day not so long ago with an asparagus campaign in terms of how do you do I like to do some tactical stuff in terms of how do you roll that kind of thing creative content so well, there's going to be a whole mixed it's a mixed bag but um, as coherent as the last one and hopefully just as useful um, so the thing that that's on my mind at the moment, that I'm particularly looking at uh, with a, with uh, my work at Ketchum, is the shift uh, we're seeing towards uh, artificial intelligence. And in the last twelve months, uh, we've seen Google, Amazon, Apple all make for this uh, make a play for 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 this uh, idea of the personal assistant. Uh, the personal assistant to, that that will go and fetch stuff from the internet for you, and so we'll completely cut out media and much in the way we use Google for search will help you make decisions and help you navigate and find stuff uh, around the web. When you start to think through some of the issues of that, that's becoming a, 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 uh, another gateway or intermediary to the web. Uh, and I has I think it's got huge implications. It's also incredibly useful, though, um, if you're able, if you have a personal assistant in your pocket who knows you because of your behaviour of the devices you use that is fetching useful stuff for you. Um, ad blocking, I was hoping we might be able to look at as well because we're seeing this great shift. Well, sorry, Mary Meeker's report a couple of weeks ago uh, pointed to the fact that there are now six sorry, 3 billion people using the internet, 3, 3 billion of, of the 7 billion people on the planet. Um, she's predicting, or all the data seems to predict, that we'll hit 7 billion people and everyone will be connected to the internet by 2030. But uh, as people join the internet increasing in increasing numbers, they're revolting against advertising. Yeah, that's the show. There's, I mean, the, there's this number, office. 400 million people, out of three billion that use the internet, it's a very sizable percentage, significant percentage that's only emerged in the last 18 months are using ad blocking. What's fascinating, because I read a report the other day that said, actually, it's not the publisher though that's um, getting the flack. People are resent, resent the, the brands more for, for placing the videos, which I it kind of seems a bit the, the Well, the, so, so, so as, people try, as publishers try and find, <laughs> publishers or brands try and find solutions by coming up with all sorts of well, ridiculous nonsense, ways. Well, You want to read an article in The Guardian and you can't load it because it up pops, up pops your, you know, the video in the middle that stops it. I just, I just absolutely move out of that and get on with it. 
<laughs> go elsewhere to read something. Well, so yeah, so so it's a big issue, and and you know maybe that's I I, I you know I'm trying to think about a story for, uh, a way that that public relations has a you know the the solution that public relations has uh, f- for that is. Um, is direct creating direct relationships direct two-way relationships where there's a means of engagement um uh, uh, and you know rather than pushing shit at people that they don't necessarily want no, i agree was that ding our our call to wrap up yeah i think it is uh, <laughs> <laughs> guys, I, uh, uh, in in total professionalism i didn't turn my phone off um so um what's happening you mentioned pr festival yeah. actually let's end with pr festival up in Edinburgh next week uh, on Thursday and Friday. Actually, it's a busy week for events next week because there's also the AMEC conference on uh, in London, the big international conference focused on measurement. And we've got CAN coming up. Uh, Future Comms is on as well. In a couple in of weeks. London. Future Comms is yeah. on in London next week as well. Uh, we're both heading to PR Festival organised by Make of Ours, Laura Sutherland, two-day event. Truly is a festival for the 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 There's outreach the con- events and everything, yeah. <laughs> all the content um, that that's been brought together, um, and you know, Laura's at the centre of it, so there'll There's be a lot of still tickets available, so so do come. Um, what are you taking up then? What are you talking about? So we're doing all things future proof, and then on the Friday morning, I'm talking diversity. Uh, and I've got. And I'm opening uh, on the Friday morning. Um, <laughs> Grow up with, and get out, isn't with it? With a contentiously named uh, <laughs> Grow up present, or get out. presentation, Grow Up or Get Out, which uh, is currently being built. But in all seriousness, I'm, I've picked out 16 areas uh, of change. It is 2016 and we work in a social media era after all. Um, 16 areas of change in, in public relations that bring together a lot of the things we, we talk about on, on Future Proof. Um, so good to talk uh thanks for joining us thanks for listening um i will leave notes on um i will provide show notes on my blog and you'll probably do the same on your blog right? on future uh, if there's anything you that, that we've talked about that you're interested in that you want to get involved in give either of us a shout uh, and all that uh, needs to be said is is thanks for listening and thanks to actually thanks to alfie joey for the the bumpers that he recorded the intro and outro uh, we managed to get hold of him before he became a superstar, famous... On Britain's Got Talent, Britain's absolutely. Britain's Got Talent celeb. Uh, just in the nick of time. Just in the nick of time. Uh, Alfie's a good mate and he, he, he uh, co-presents the BBC Newcastle Breakfast Show up in, in the north of England. Thanks for listening. Until next time, goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Future Proof Podcast with Sarah Hall and Stephen Waddington. You can follow Sarah on Twitter at Hallmeister, that's H-A-L-L-M-E-I-S-T-E-R, and Stephen at Wads, W-A-D-D-S. For more information about Future Proof, visit futureproofingcoms.co.uk. Until next time, see you on the internet.